Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. If you have ever wondered what it takes to be a coach and not just the rules behind it, you will come to find out it is much more complicated than you might think. Today, we will pick the mind of Justin Wrigley, who is the cross country and track and field coach here at Aquinas. You will find that it is much more than just telling people what to do. It's a lifestyle, and Coach Wrigley is the perfect example of this. In order to understand Wrigley's story, you must first understand the history behind the sport he cherishes so dearly. Cross country, a widely renowned sport, is extremely popular among high school and college students today. It began as a training regiment for the even more popular sport, track and field. But in the 19th century, this all changed. Formerly called Harriers, cross country began to gain traction in England and finally in 1837, the first official race was held. This surge of popularity eventually spread into the US and in 1878, William C. Vosberg introduced this rising sport to the United States. From there, it has slowly evolved into the sport we see today. Track and field, on the other hand, is a different story. Personally, we will focus more on the running aspects of the sport due to the fact that Wrigley is more of a running coach and not for the other events offered. Its roots come from the Olympic Games in Greece back in the 8th century BCE. The running, hurdling, and walking events run the event from short 50-meter races to the marathon a long distance race which is 26 miles and 385 yards, or about 42.2 kilometers. Similar to cross country, runners must go through extensive training and preparation in order to be prepared for full competition. Overall, both of these sports are extremely simple and almost anyone can compete in them. Although they are simple, however, they can be some of the hardest sports to compete in. The training you must put into the sport in order to be competitive are in a whole different level compared to other ones. They are some of the most mentally tough sports to compete in and most times are 90% mental and 10% skill. When it started out just being like competitive, like if I'm gonna do this, I wanna win. Like that was a real easy way to start, but when you spend uh, virtually every day with a person as dedicated as yourself all summer and then, and then all fall and then you know we take a little holiday a little break and then all winter and then all spring you just you you, you just care so much all of this and more was the motivation behind the start of Wrigley's running career, which was an eventful one to say the least. Although it may not seem like it now, Coach Wrigley was quite the stud of a runner in high school and college. He ran for Bishop Miege and for K-State. He was not necessarily inspired to run because he enjoyed running. In fact, Wrigley always played basketball and baseball as a kid but he said he was just never that good. His dad was one of the people that made him start running because he was a track coach at St. Joe in Shawnee, Kansas. It took a sudden turn in eighth grade for Wrigley to tell what he was meant to do.
all of a sudden eighth grade, I think I was the first kid to hit puberty in my class because all of a sudden we're on the starting line and I realized I'm the only kid with leg hair and I won the mile by like 200 meters and uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm good at something. Like it just happened overnight. He had finally found his thing. Coach says that he wasn't inspired from enjoyment, but rather from being good at something, which was quite unusual for the quiet Justin Wrigley. Wrigley went through many injuries throughout his running career, however, which greatly set him back and eventually led to him quitting. All of his injuries came during track. In high school, during sophomore year, he had pneumonia. Junior year, he strained his hip. In senior year, he got a stress fracture in his femur. During college, he once again got a stress fracture in his femur and then got stress fractures in his shins repeatedly. It never was smooth sailing. In an article by Katherine Hobson, she explains that overtraining syndrome can lead to injuries and decline in performance. The only thing to break the cycle of injuries is rest. That is one of Coach's biggest teachings, as he is sure to check up on the athletes and make sure they are getting rest. He doesn't want them to have to go through the injuries he did. I just like psychologically was really, really down and depressed. And um, because this thing I loved and was finally good at, it felt like it just kept getting ripped away from me. Now, don't get me wrong, even though all of his injury, even through all of his injuries, Wrigley found a way to be successful. In high school, his personal record was a 16 minute, 13 second 5K. He ran that at Rimrock Farm for the Kansas State Championship in Lawrence. Rimrock is a cross country course owned by KU. It was made by the past track coach, Bob Timmons. Many meets from a high school state champ championship to NCAA division one and two college championships are held there. It is a large farm with many terrains and sites and has veiled as one of the best courses in Kansas ever since. Wrigley's college PR was a 26.32 in the 8K race, which is five miles. He said in the interview that it was around five minutes and 17 seconds per mile. Through his running career and through these injuries that he endured, he was inspired to become a coach. been Wrigley's main aspiration in life. He had other dreams that he wanted to accomplish and coaching seemed like the last thing he would do for a living. After he graduated, he continued to run and eventually came across a newspaper ad for a coaching position at St. Thomas Aquinas High School. Coaching was never ever anything I thought I would do and then when I got out of college I was um reading this, the newspaper one day and there was a tiny little thing in the sports section that I've never seen before or after anything like it that said St. Thomas Aquinas was looking for an assistant cross country coach and um, I just thought man that might be kind of fun but not at Aquinas I will never go to Aquinas because I was a Miege guy At that time, Wrigley didn't know, but seeing the ad in the newspaper for a coaching job would change his life forever. 
Even though having a job at St. Thomas Aquinas was not what he expected for his life path, he remembered how his cross-country coach from high school was really good friends with Coach Wilson at Aquinas. He had always heard amazing things about Wilson and how many people enjoyed working with him. He was skeptical at first to interview for the position because he went to Bishop Miege, and it seemed as though there wasn't a better school than his own high school. Even though he was unsure, he decided to apply for the position and went to the interview to become an assistant coach to Coach Wilson. My high school coach was really good friends with Coach Wilson. Like they grew up together and they ran together at Miege when they were kids. I thought, well, if Coach Van Hecke likes him, then Wilson's probably a pretty good guy. So I called the number and I met with Coach Wilson a couple days later. I met Wilson, I was like, whoa, this guy's amazing. And then as soon as I got to Aquinas, like this school is special because After deciding that he would interview for the position as a cross-country coach at St. Thomas Aquinas High School, Wrigley had to understand the requirements needed. He had to go through the high school head coaching certification course to prove he was qualified to become a coach. As well as a course, he had to have experience with coaching. To become a head coach, it is required to have at least two years of formal experience, according to the head coaching certification program for track and cross-country. With two years of experience, Wrigley was ready to take the job of head coach. Being a cross-country coach at St. Thomas Aquinas had not always been his main aspiration in life. He mentioned his other dreams he had growing up. Wrigley has always been fascinated by history and eventually received a degree for it. He also loves to write and always saw himself as a writer. I want to be a writer. I um, I like uh, thinking creatively, and I've always did, uh, enjoyed writing. And I actually started out in college pursuing an English degree, and I didn't really like the classes I was taking. But I had a history teacher that really like I don't know flipped the switch. He really inspired me, and so I switched majors. I jumped to history, but I was like, I'm never going to be a teacher. And I'm not. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I was loving the history uh, courses, but I still wanted to like write. I thought maybe I'd have a way of writing and you know, interpreting history, sharing lessons, and writing about it. So writing was something I wanted to do. If one day his career were to come to an end, Wrigley would continue his love for running by writing for a running website. By doing this, he could share the knowledge he has learned about running over the years and give his words of wisdom. But even though he sometimes thinks about what he would do if he ever stopped being a coach, he mentioned how he wouldn't stop unless he died or was kicked out. Meanwhile, since he is still head coach, he has daily tasks and a schedule he follows every day. This motivates him to wake up every morning and inspire his team to be successful. From his daily routine, everyone can see how much dedication is required to being a coach. Even though he has faced several challenges in the past, there are many responsibilities and accomplishments that come with the job that make it all worth it.
As a coach, Wrigley holds many responsibilities for leading the team. His mornings during the season start bright and early at 5.40 a.m. He sets his runners off for their morning run, then once he wraps up the practice, he spends a day working at the school. I have an outline for the whole season and workouts are planned in advance and stuff like that. But I'll spend the day, like if I've ever, if I've ever subbed one of your classes, I'm always sitting there on my computer. I'm either tinkering with the plan or I am communicating with other coaches or I'm reading something about, you know, ideas that I think we can implement. moving parts when it comes to Wrigley's responsibilities as the head coach. He dedicates his time throughout the day working on practice material, planning meet schedules, and coordinating with other coaches and resources, which is essential for things to run smoothly. You have to be really organized or else chaos will, will spiral out of control really quickly. If you're not organized and you show up with a team of our size and you don't know how you're going to manage things, then all of a sudden you uh, look around and it's just a mess. And so you've got to be, you got to plan ahead. You've got to be organized. And the biggest thing I guess, I have learned, I have to delegate. <clears throat> when I was younger, I was, and I still struggle with this. I'm kind of a control freak. And like, I just want to, I don't think it's because I'm a psycho. I think it's just, I care and I want to see, how everything works out. I want to kind of have my hand in everything. Being the head coach is a very demanding job. It requires a lot of attention to detail in order for everything to get accomplished in a productive manner. While responsible and occupied with a lot of the behind the scenes work, Rickley truly appreciates spending time with his team. The best part, and I think this is where I actually do real coaching, is the last 15 minutes when you guys are stretching if I can just kind of work my way through the room and try to check up on people and chat, um, that's where I get like an understanding of how's Aiden Ailey doing right now. Like what's, you know, going on in his world or is his training going well? Is he stressed? Does he have, you know, is he feeling run down? Cause maybe you had three tests the day before. And uh, so anyway, that's what I try to get a pulse for like how things are going. And that's to me is more, coaching and then just writing workouts and yelling splits and stuff like that. Wrigley recognizes that his responsibilities as a coach are not only limited to being the main organizer, but to create connections with his runners and be a team motivator. He values getting to know the team and building team friendships. Coaches face many obstacles on the oval track competition and the grand wide open courses of cross country, but none so demanding as maintaining empathetic, free flowing, positive channels of communication and rapport building with their staff, athletes, parents, and community. His emphasis on teamwork and making sure every voice is heard builds a better, stronger, more unified team. This reveals itself through the results that meets. Wrigley's coaching has led to great success in competitions. We have won 18 cross-country state championships and three track state championships. And I think, I know that for track, it's two boys and one girls. And for cross-country, I think it's nine and nine. 
His major success at the state competition is proof of his great accomplishments as coach. These championships reflect that his sports are a couple of the most consistently successful sports at Aquinas. This is significant and it shows that Wrigley's coaching style in combination with dedicated athletes is a recipe for success. While winning and being state champions is a big deal, Wrigley recognizes another aspect of the competitions. I don't think it's a result. I don't think it's a championship or anything like that. I think it's uh, just, uh, it's gonna sound corny, but like just a big experience of like, the people I've met, like I said, now my best friends socially are all coaches. It's been the growth experience as a result-centered person to a process-centered person. To me, is my biggest accomplishment. The meets are a great way to showcase the talent the team holds, but Wrigley recognizes that there is a bigger takeaway aside from winning. He sees how it can be easy to get caught up in the highs and lows of competition, but being able to enjoy his time is more important. He humbly emphasizes that it's not just about winning, but about having fun. As you can see, a lot more comes with the coaching job at St. Thomas Aquinas than one would think. Justin Wrigley has taken this job seriously for 20 years now, and it is pretty much his life. We were able to get a look at Coach's early life and how some events led him to wanting to become a coach. Hopefully, this truly inspirational coach will stick around for quite some time as his dedication to the program shows. Thank you for joining us today in the podcast, and I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Signing off.